Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. We're going to finish today on the power of positive imagination. Why in the world would you teach on this, Pastor? Because it kind of goes along with our more in 2024 that God has in store for you. If you, big idea, if you can't see it, you'll never have it. Everything you see here today was in me years ago, decades ago, when I was in college, when I was in Southwestern University. This inside of this building in you was on the inside of me. What are you pregnant with today? What have you conceived? Everything starts on the inside. If you don't have it on the inside, you will never have it on the outside. Big idea. If you don't have it on the inside, you'll never have it on the outside. If you're waiting for things to change by looking at your circumstances, they ain't. They aren't. They won't. It's not going to happen. All change starts from the inside. And that's what I mean by imagination. We're going to look at this again. Imagination is a gift from God. It can be good or it can be bad. It can be used for your good or it can be used to destroy you, the enemy, the devil. If I'm imagining good things, it builds hope and faith. If I'm imagining bad things, it brings fear and anxiety and worry. Okay? So uh, it's real important then that you ask yourself, what are you carrying this year? Well, what's on the inside of you? This, Pastor, I'm just barely making it. Well, you're at the right place because I want to help you solve that problem because you don't want to just barely make it. You don't want to, you know, rob from Peter to pay Paul, barely get by. Well, my head's just above water. Well, God doesn't want that. God wants you skiing on top of the water. Praise the Lord. Y'all know what I'm saying. So that's the why of this message is it's a, it's a checkup. It's to find out what do you have on the inside of you? On the inside of me, now I know some people get mad about this, but on the inside of me, I, I pastor a church of 10,000 members. We have several campuses all over the world. We're, we're reaching people through television. We're, we're expanding every ministry here. And it's not for the numbers sake. It's for the people's sake. It's for more people, not numbers, for more people. Okay. Had the numbers been there, done that, achieved that. Okay. But it's to reach more people. I'm carrying that on the inside. I have two churches, the one I see and the one I see. You've got to have two lives, the one you see and the one you see. We have two set of eyes, natural, spiritual. Two set of eyes, natural, spiritual. Two set of eyes, natural, spiritual. So it's real important then that, that we understand the power of positive imagination. Now, if you're a note taker, you know, it starts off with this. We have to conceive it in order to believe it in order to receive it. Okay. So you first got to get it on the inside. I've been doing this for a long time. And the people that I pray for that get healed, they see themselves getting healed before I ever lay hands on them. They see themselves healed before I ever lay hands on them. Those are the people that get their healing manifest. You've got to see it before you'll ever seize it. You've got to see it before you'll ever have it. Other words, it's got to be on the inside before it's ever going to be on the outside. Or you got to act like it's so when it ain't so, so it can become so. 
You've all heard our history and our story. Those of you who've been here for a while, 40 years ago, we planned this church. We were living in O'Fallon off Highway P, renting a house, and we had no church, no office, no building, no nothing, nothing. But I get up in the morning, put on a three-piece suit. Pastor, we'd sure like to see you do it again. Well, believe for a miracle. Because I've been redeemed, hallelujah. All right? So I put on a three-piece suit. I get up. I go downstairs. I sit in a metal desk my dad gave me. We had no building, but we had 50 people. But I was imagining you. I was imagining this. I was imagining it. So if I want more in 2024, I've got to imagine it before it's ever going to happen. I can't listen to the news. I can't live by CNN or Fox or CBS, or ABC. I can't live by that. If I listened to that all week, you'd look up here today and there wouldn't be anybody here. I would have committed suicide by now. Seriously, listening to the news all the time, it's going to bring you down. But what we're talking about today is going to bring you up, okay? So you have to conceive it, get it on the inside, or get pregnant. Then you can believe it. Remember, we're going to pick up today again with uh, Abraham. Remember, he couldn't believe it until God gave him a picture, right? And then when he saw it, then he could, it triggered it to believe it. In the natural, like Mary Kay or Shackley down through the years or all those different multi-marketing companies on different levels that they have out there, they have many more today, okay? All of them talk about having triggers. Something in your house, car, bathroom, kitchen, you look at, touch, smell, or taste that triggers something right? It triggers you to think bigger, see bigger, believe bigger. Well, that's what I'm talking about, that, that you need your imagination to trigger your belief system, okay? So let's look at it today. Uh, again, what you have to conceive it before you believe it, before you receive it. Now, let me give you this. This is how it works. The Holy Spirit is the artist. The scriptures are the oil, and your heart is the canvas, the Holy Spirit is the artist, so we need to get to know the Holy Spirit. We need to pray in the Spirit. We need to pray in our prayer language. We need to recognize the Holy Spirit. We need to get to know him. He's a personality. He's a person, third part of the Trinity. You can do things to grieve him or do things to please him. So the Holy Spirit is the artist. The word, the scripture that we study, that's the oil. But your heart or spirit is the canvas. And that's the dynamics of how this all works. Am I helping anybody so far? Okay, so let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, if we could. And um, I got the switcher here. It's working awesome. Praise the Lord. Miracles. This is what the scripture means when it says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has what? It's in the Bible. This is not heresy. This is not, you know, Christian science. This is Bible. No mind has imagined what God has prepared for you in 2024 who love him. Okay? So my natural eye hasn't seen. My natural ear hasn't seen. But I have two set of eyes and two set of ears, spiritual and natural. Right? So he says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. God has things prepared for you and me this year, and I don't want you to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to settle for less. I don't want you to be average. 
I don't want you to be an average Christian. I don't want you just to barely get by. I don't want you to think church once a month is enough. That's average. We are not average at Church on the Rock, okay? Verse 10, but it was to us that God revealed the things he's prepared for us in our future by the Holy Spirit. So there you go. The Holy Spirit is the artist. The scriptures are the oil. And your spirit, your heart is the canvas. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Verse 11. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know what God has prepared for you except through and by and with the Holy Spirit. Oh, I like that. Praise God. All right? So it's a gift from God. Now, all these notes will be on the screen. You can take a snapshot with your device, and you'll have it all at one time. But it's a gift from God. It's the greatest nation is imagination. Napoleon said, imagination rules the world. The greatest nation is imagination. You use it to go into your future and bring it into your present, your imagination. You use it. I was listening to a TED Talk. Anybody ever heard TED Talks? I was listening to a TED Talk the other day on imagination from the secular realm, the secular realm, not spiritual. And this guy who was talking on TED Talk about imagination said, imagination is a result of your perception and your understanding. Your perception, how you perceive a situation or your future and your understanding. And he said in the secular that, that are the, that's the components of imagination. And then on in this TED Talk said that you need, when you go to bed every night, you need to imagine your future. They stole that off from the Bible, those dirty rats that you need to imagine. Like last night before you went to bed, what were you thinking about? What were you watching? What were you meditating on? What were you mulling over? Problems of yesterday? Worries of yesterday? Things coming up this week? Or were you imagining what God has in store for you in 2024? You use it to go into your future and bring it into your present. It's a power needed to reach your potential. What if I had never dreamed what you're setting in today? What if I had never imagined it? It wouldn't be here. It wouldn't be here. So it's a power needed to reach your potential. You can use it for good or for bad. It's building definition. It's building images and pictures on the inside of the person you want to become. Glory to God. I see myself deadlifting this much. I see myself bench pressing that much. I see myself, you know, I, I talked to Vander Holderfield. And I said, Vander, help me hit that body bag even harder now at 70. Show me how to go after it, Vander. And, you know, I need a mentor. He's helping me, okay? So building images of the person you want to become and the desires you want to see come to pass. That's imagination for the good. Now look for the word imagine. Ephesians 3, 20, 21. I pray that Christ Jesus and the church will forever bring praise to God. Make God look good. His power at work in us can do far more than we dare. He's double-dog daring, y'all. He's double-dog daring, y'all. Dare ask or imagine. It's not Christian science. It's Bible. Amen. Genesis 6, 5. 
I'm going quickly because we're reviewing before we get into the brand new. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every, what's the next word? Imagination. It's in the Bible. What are we going to do? Use it to destroy us or develop us? We're going to imagine what the devil has out to just kill, steal, and destroy us or what God has prepared for you. You want to use it for your good. You want to use it to bring the plan of God, the plan of God to pass in your life. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart. So your imagination starts with a thought, right? So imagination, even though that Ted talk said perception and understanding, I say biblically, imagination is a result of your meditation, right? Imagination is a result of your meditation. And I'm ta not talking about looking at some fat statue going, hmm. I'm talking about meditating in the word of God. Okay. Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So the imagination, let's extract it. It has to be continual for it to come to pass. I couldn't have been imagining you and this ministry 40 years ago, once in a while, and it come to pass and you be sitting here today, experiencing me as an instrument, teaching the word of God, you hearing God through me today. That wouldn't have happened if I just thought about it once in a while back then. It's got to be continually. It has to have a hold and a grip on you that you have to see yourself healed even when you don't feel like it. Even when the circumstances and your flesh are opposite of what you're believing for, you hold on to that image. You hold on to that image of the marriage, of the mate, of the ministry, of the job, of the career that you have on the inside. Don't let go. Come on, let's have a praise break, can we? Genesis 11, 6. Look for the word imagine. The power of positive imagination. And the Lord said, behold, the people are one. That's why we have power phrases at Church on the Rock. And they all have one language. And this they begin to do. Now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Oh, my goodness, the power of positive imagination. Now, let's look at the father of our faith. His name is Abram. It was changed to Abraham. God gave him a promise that you're going to have an offspring that's going to have, you're going to end up having children all over every nation of the earth, okay? God gave him that promise at 75. Didn't come to pass till he was 100. Took 25 years for that promise to come to pass. So keep standing, my brother and sister. Don't give up. Okay. So, uh, but, but during that time he wavered during that time, he staggered like you and me, we're flesh, we're human. Okay. And, but, but what does God do? Okay. Look at this. The Lord said to Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now your eyes. Now he's talking about natural and spiritual and look from the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, and westward for all the land that you see. So what God could do was limited by what he saw, okay? By what he saw. For all the land which you see, I'll give it to you and to your children. And I will make your seed as the dust of the earth, so no one can count them. The dust of the earth shall be your seed, also be numbered. Wow, look at the screen. Arise, walk through the land, the length of it, the breadth of it, for I will give it to you. 
He could only give him what he saw. He could only give him what he saw. Next verse. And then Abram removed his tent, came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is Hebron, and built an altar unto the Lord. Let me just share with you that Hebron in the Hebrew means fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. So notice he, he is conceiving this promise, and how is he conceiving it? By spending time with God. God has a vision, a dream, and a future, and a promise for you, and you'll catch it when you're alone with God. You will catch it when you're alone with God. Pastor, I want to know what I'm to do with my life. You will catch it when you're alone with God. When you go to Hebron, when you go to that mountaintop, when you go to that prayer closet, when you go to that time which just you and God, God will incubate, God will cause you to conceive his future destiny, goal, purpose, and plan for your life. Oh, that was worth coming to church on the rock. Okay, so he's struggling now. Now let's jump up two chapters. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, fear not, Abram. Okay, don't imagine the worst. Don't imagine you're never going to have that seed. It only creates fear. Fear not, I am your shield and exceedingly great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? I'm childless. I'm childless. Verse 3. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. No one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, So he's saying, God, why isn't it working? Now, I know you've never said that, but I have a whole bunch. God, why isn't it working? Why is it taking so long? Why isn't it happening? You gave me a promise, okay? The problem was you didn't have a picture to go with the promise. The problem was that his faith was connected to his imagination. And as long as I'm imagining the worst, it's going to create fear and not faith. And it takes faith for the promise to come to pass. And behold, the word of the Lord came at him saying, this shall not be your heir, but that shall come out of your own bowels shall be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, now look towards the heaven, count the stars. Look towards the heaven and count the stars. If you're able to number them, he said to them, so will your seed be. What's he doing? Giving him a picture, giving him an image, a picture to attach his faith to. Oh, wow. We had a lot of those at the very beginning. We didn't say today that we're going to end up with them before we quit. And he believed. What's the result of adding a picture to the promise? He believed. You got to see it before you'll see it, right? You're from the show me state, right? Right? Show me and I'll believe it, okay? You got to get a picture before you're going to believe it. He was struggling. Why isn't it working? God, you gave me, you gave me a promise. Well, if I'm speaking opposite throughout the week, I come to the prayer line to get healed, but then I'm saying all week long, why aren't I healed? Why is it happen? It's getting worse. I'm going to die. This is going to happen. What is that? I see myself in my imagination and the worst. And that's why the word isn't working. Okay? Faith is connected to your imagination. If you can't see yourself out of debt, you will never be out of debt. If you can't see yourself, even though God says that he, he, he will help you and I get rid of and cancel debt, if I can't see myself canceling those credit cards, God can't do it. My faith is attached to my imagination. Abram got a promise, couldn't see it come to pass, didn't know why it wasn't coming to pass, so God gives him 
a picture, an image. And he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said to him, I'm the Lord that brought thee out of the Ur of Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. Don't you love that? So Abram believed. Now, let's jump to chapter 17. So a tool that God has given you and me to make the word scriptures work is our imagination. We've got to let it work for us and not against us. We've got to see whatever God's promised us coming to pass. Y'all with me? So he gave him a tool, his imagination. Then look, he gives him second thing, and I want you to see the second thing that he gives him, a tool to make the promise come to pass. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am El Shaddai, not El Chipo, but El Shaddai. I am the Almighty. Now look, he had a responsibility. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. It's time for multiplication in your life. Verse 3, then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, God talked to him, saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be a father of many nations. But you're going to have to change the way you talk about yourself. You're going to have to change your vocabulary, Abram. You couldn't believe. You couldn't hang on to the promise. I gave you a picture. But not only that picture is a tool, you're going to have to change your big, fat mouth, to quote Joyce Myers. You're going to have to change the way you talk. You're going to have to change your vocabulary. You're going to have to change your self-talk. You're going to have to change the way you talk about yourself. No longer do I want you to call yourself Abram. I want you to call yourself Abraham. And when you get your talk right and your thought right, the promise will come to pass. Can we have a praise break? Woo. No longer will your name be called Abram. What's been your self-talk all week? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, come on now. What have you been saying when you're all by yourself? What have you been saying when you've been going through all you've been going? You've been down on yourself, critical, self-demeanoring, talking defeat and lack, speaking more about your circumstances than the promises that God made to you. Notice, you got to change your self-talk, Abram. you got to stop calling yourself Abram, and you got to start calling yourself Abraham. It'd be like you and I, we got to stop calling ourselves cursed, and we got to start doing what I taught you to do at the offering from Psalm 112 and call yourself blessed beyond expectation. He gave him a toolkit. He gave him a toolbox, imagination and words, thoughts and vocabulary. Y'all with me, family? But your name from now on will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I want to be who God made me to be. Not what man thinks I should be, not what man wants you to be, but who did God make you? When he broke the mold, 
to be. What we say imagination is becoming the person you want to become and seeing the desires you have come to pass. That's divine imagination. I say you need to stop agreeing with the world, even with your family and your friends and your foes and become the person God made you to be. Oh, praise the Lord. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations out of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations. That's why I said earlier, should the Lord tarry and I go by the grave and I don't go in the rapture, I'm not concerned about, I'm not concerned about my children and my children's children. We read it at the offering. God's going to see to it that they're influential, they're highly favored, and they're extremely blessed. Right? I will establish my covenant between me and you and your children after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God to you and to be a God to your children. Woo-wee. You know what? I'm out of time, but I'm not out of material. Oh, glory to God. Uh, the team's going to come. But you know, you know what I was going to give you? I was going to give you two stories. And one story, uh, th this is so powerful. One story was when they were feeding the 5,000. Do you remember that? Oh, my goodness. See, just look what I had for you. Mm hmm mm hmm mm hmm Team, are you coming? Oh. Wow. We just went through the feeding of the 5,000. What a story. And now we went through blind Bartimaeus. What a story. You know, blind Bartimaeus, the Bible says, and I have a book about that called Right Now Faith. Blind Bartimaeus, you know, Blind people back then, they wore a robe, and that robe would be like a white cane today. Everybody knows that they were blind. And it said when blind Bartimaeus was crying out to Jesus, he threw off the robe. So what was he saying? I'm not going to be blind anymore. With his spiritual eyes, he saw himself healed before his natural eyes ever opened up. You're going to have to see things in the spirit before the natural is ever going to open up. I'm out of time. Give the Lord a praise, would you? Praise the Lord. What have you been doing all week? Golfing, Pastor? No. It's on the board, I think. I got done. Praise the Lord. And it is finished. <laughs> Would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes? Music playing softly. Father, we love you so much. You're so good. You're for us today. And right now, Father, I pray, God, for anyone under the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they'll surrender their life to you. God, you are such a good God, and you sent your son to die for us. For you loved us so much that you sent Jesus to die for us, our sin. And through him, we have eternal life. My prayer today, Father, for everyone here and everybody online that doesn't know Jesus, that they'll know him before they leave today. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let me talk to our, our audience, our congregation, our family online, all over the world. You're watching today. You see, Pastor, I don't know God. I want to know God. I want a relationship with God. Pray for me today. I want to surrender my life. I want to serve him, Pastor.
I want to know that peace, that love, that forgiveness. I want to know him today. I want my life to change. I don't want 24 to be like 23, Pastor. I want God. Whether you're in virtual reality, the metaverse, you're online, you're watching on television, it's live streaming, whatever platform, and that's expanding, by the way. Wherever you are, you see, Pastor, that's me. Punch the button on your smartphone, your device. That lets us know you're praying with us. And that's so important because faith is an act. Or you're just resetting your life today. Press a button on your device today. Faith is an act. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. No one moving here. Lobby, Rock Express. You'd say, Pastor, I want Jesus in my life today. I, 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 I don't want churchianity or religion. I want a relationship. I want to know Jesus. I want to experience his forgiveness. I want to be forgiven. I want to know I'm forgiven. I want to be able to forgive myself, Pastor. Pray for me. I want to serve God for the rest of my life. Or I'm a believer, Pastor, but I need to reset my life. There are things, there are issues that I need to get right with God before we get into 2024 full stream. Pray for me. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If that's you, nobody's going to come to you. But faith, it's an act. And all of heaven is watching. The Bible says heaven rejoices over one person. If that is you and God's talking to you, you say, Pastor, include me in your prayer. In every section, lift your hand up high. Would you just wave it at me? Keep it up for a second. Just keep it up. People are coming out of the closet for everything under the world. Why don't we come out of the closet for God? Just keep your hand up in every section just for a second. And then you can put your hand down. Church, we're going to help everybody today. Let's pray this prayer. Say it boldly, unashamedly. Let the church be the church. Let's all say it together. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I repent of my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for me, and that he rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.